Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Dave Vale, it's so good to see you in the flesh, uh, within a meter apart of each other, uh, in for the very first time in our COVID-friendly podcast booth. Um, you and I have been connecting all through the uh, pandemic via Zoom, and you now what, we're back. Okay, and you know what's weird is we are, um, you know, haven't seen each other physically in quite some time. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you too, man. But in a weird way, it doesn't feel like I had like it's like you had to remind me. I was like, has it been that long? Because have we not? Because we February probably because we there's a, there's, there's a there's a great and we're going to introduce our guest John on uh, that's with us here in a second, um, but but I want to include him in this conversation because John, um, we did have a plan to meet on the Kennebecasis River. That's correct. Yeah, and um, and I was coming down to see you, and the way and I was on this jet ski and the waves were so terrible, like so bad that I had to phone. I could barely hear you. Um, because the, the wind was so terrible and we never, so that would have been our one physical meeting that yeah, and, never and, happened. And once again, the, the, the sea uh, um, the sea was fine. No, no, but it's just the adventures. Of oh the yeah. Sea-Doo. Adventures, it's, yeah. The sea is totally fine. It's yeah. just when sometimes it runs out of gas in the middle and other times <laughs> when you lose your the, phone, the other sea it's did. always yeah. the yeah. sea I know. I love I those know. adventures. I know. So, um, you're a resilient guy, Dave, um, in, uh, in continuing, uh, the adventures on the sea and I can't wait for us to get connected on the I river know, sometime I know, soon. I know. I use the word resilience, as you know, because you and I have been talking to OMB a lot over the during the pandemic. Yes. Because OMB Opportunities New Brunswick has been supporting businesses for you know many years, businesses like ours. And yep. right now they're really um, focusing on celebrating those companies and entrepreneurs who are really being resilient to these times. And uh, you've had more conversations than I have, Dave. What, what, what have you, they, you've been talking about? Well, they, you know, they've got a great, a great um, uh, list of clients that have, um, you know, got through this really tricky time, you know, and uh, we are lucky to be in a province that's doing relatively well, yeah. you know, and we're just thankful for that. But that doesn't mean there's not sectors uh, that have more and more challenges. And John's going to share some information on that. Opportunity, Opportunity News Brunswick is set up really to attract uh, for investment to attract, you know, businesses that would want to set up in New Brunswick for the reasons we know, mm-hmm. right? And then they support businesses that are here. Um, so, so, they, so they, yeah, we we had talked about, you know, it would be great to share some stories um, that are New Brunswick centric around companies doing some pretty amazing things. Um, so that's that's going to happen, and we we're here to talk to uh, John about, and we're going to get John, John Simon, to, yeah, <laughs> who's going to tell us a little bit about. Uh, what he's learned about resiliency and, uh, and, and some of the, some of the challenges, man, that, yeah. that the last few months have presented for, for uh, people. Um, the travel industry in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's get an introduction, John. John, you're besides a good friend. Uh, you are also a, a ninja in the tourism sector. Uh, why don't you explain to our listeners a little bit about who you are? Sure. Well, Greg, I mean, Greg's been a client and a partner in crime in some of our adventures over the years. I mean, we're, we're all ultra entrepreneurs here. And uh, I started Cafe around three years ago, designed on uh, mostly outward bound, um, you know, adventure type travel, custom type vacations. And so we spent three years growing that up. And as an entrepreneur, you know, you're fostering your baby and things and sort of 
12 months ago, I started negotiating to buy a much larger organization called Canavac Travel Services, which is a receptive top operator and a receptive. Sorry, what, what is that? Yeah. Just tell me. Yeah. A receptive operator works with travel agencies around the world to bring people to oh, Canada. Okay. Yeah. So Canavac Travel Services has contracts and relationships with travel agencies, particularly in Europe. Uh, when a client comes into an office in Europe and they want to travel to Canada, that agency contacts us and we handle okay. the booking and the planning for them for people here. Right on. And we're you know, the largest Atlantic Canadian based one. Yeah. Um, so significant business. And uh, you know, it was a, a long negotiation to arrange that uh, acquisition merging with Kefi. And, you know, as luck would have it, March 1st was our, our closing day. Um, sort of, you know, what was the sort of a pinnacle of an entrepreneurial achievement to grow this company by leaps and bounds and make this acquisition happen. Um, so that was sort of you know, a high point in, right. in the career, right. very, which very quickly and, changed. And, and interesting, just as a, as a quick aside, uh, you know, John mentioned that I've been a client. Um, John actually put a package together for our family in Cuba that very week. So yeah. about two or three days before you closed, we were in Cuba enjoying the beautiful beaches. We, had, we decided not to do the internet or anything because yeah. it cost an extra amount of money and whatever. <laughs> Let's be disconnected. We did not know that COVID yeah. was coming. We heard before we left that there's a little bit in Vancouver or like BC. We did not know what was happening. A week later, we land on the 10th. No connection to yeah. back home. No news, no nothing. And we're told that our kids have to stay home from school for two weeks. Yep. We're like, what? And uh, then uh, we realized two weeks later, everybody had everything shut down. So just to give people some context on the timing of your acquisition, yeah. uh, even on the day you got the acquisition, we weren't really dealing with a pandemic exactly. yet. Exactly, exactly. That's 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 you know literally what happened. You know, March first. You know, I traveled down to Nova Scotia to the head office there with a big plan about how we're going to join these companies, all these growth plans, all these you know transitional things we're going to do. And by the end of the week, we were in you know major triage mode, handling thousands of cancellations for both businesses, and wondering you know how we're going to keep this business alive. Literally, so from a, you know a peak to the, as far down as you could go wow. in five days. Yeah. yeah. Before we get into that. What was, I mean, from an entrepreneur perspective, like what was um, so attractive kind of to you and, and, you know, how did like, and, and we want to get into what's happened, sure. yeah. but, um, but I'm kind of curious about how that opportunity emerged to begin with, because, uh, and, you know, I had no knowledge of this. Yeah. Uh, Canavac was attractive because Kefi, as I mentioned earlier, was focuses a lot on custom sort of outbound vacations, people leaving Canada, going elsewhere in the world to explore. Right. Although we do do some custom travel internally. Yeah. Canavac is sort of the, the other side of the coin where they're bringing people to Atlanta, Canada. And my personal passion has always been about how do we can get Atlantic Canadian, you know, Canada as a more attractive uh, destination for people around the world to travel to. And Canavac was that. They were you know, successfully over, you know, a, a few decades, grown a business, bringing people to Atlantic Canada, promoting the accommodations, the restaurants, the unique experiences that Atlantic Canada has to offer. Yeah. So really, it, it's fit in still with my travel passion, but it also fit in with my passion about the part of the world that we live in right. and about what we can offer to other people in the world. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, so John, uh, you know, getting back to like in in all definition, this is a uh, it's a disastrous, yeah. Uh, yeah. awful thing, totally out of your control, one hundred percent out of your control. Um, what what happened next? And um, we know that we've got some federal help that have uh, helped a lot of us entrepreneurs keep our our employees paid. Did you uh, get in touch with any of those programs at all? Um, was it a full shutdown? What, what, what did you do to keep on pushing through? Yeah. Um, well, shock first, really just, yeah. you know, shell shocked in terms of what to do. 
um, did some, as I mentioned, immediate tri triage with both companies where we, you know, working with our clients to handle all those cancellations, trying to get refunds, trying to get credits if there weren't refunds available, um, trying to help them with their travel insurance claims. So there was an immediate rush, you know, hands, all hands on deck to deal with that. Um, there was also immediate rush for me to figure out, okay, I mean, how long is this going to last? Uh, you know, is it three months, is it six months? We need to arrange some financing to make sure knowing that there's going to be zero revenue, literally, how do we get ourselves through uh, to that point when things recover and, you know, and things will be rosy again? Uh, so that was, you know, the month of March and into April. We're really just, you know, heads down, working that through. And then, then you know, at the same time, had to make some hard decisions, right? We had to cut costs. So we had to lay off staff. Um, we had, we closed the physical offices and, you know, canceled leases there, even as far as, you know, canceling our lease for our Xerox photocopier, right? So we cut things down to the bone, um, you know, kept the staff that we could uh, and worked very hard at making sure we serviced all our clients, both here locally and overseas. Uh, and just, you know, by the end of April, we sort of could pick our head up a, a bit and say, okay, we've dealt with the cancellations. We've uh, dealt with the financing issue for at least the next foreseeable future. You know, now what do we do? So that was sort of the first, you know, the first run of the roller coaster. Yeah. But, then, but there's no, like, I'm wondering, like, there was, there's no real game plan to follow, right? Like, I don't, none of us have, but, yeah. you know, particularly like that. So what was, um, what, you know, how, how are you getting through this? Like, how, like, like you're saying that in, in retrospect, it sounds so like, oh, what a good plan. But like, it must have been like by the seat of your pants. It was. I mean, I switched from bottled wine to box wine because I couldn't afford the bottled wine anymore. We, so. we, call, we, we call that cardboard dough exactly. over at uh, Ragged Point. So there was a lot of cardboard dough in use. Yeah. Um, but, you know, from a staff point of view, I needed to keep them focused on, you know, what's in front of them. Uh, so they didn't get discouraged and, you know, I did, didn't lose the expertise I had in-house. From my point of view, I had to focus on what's in front of me because otherwise if I thought about the bigger picture and as entrepreneurs, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's not just you, you're the, you know, it's all your staff, yeah. uh, your employees get paid before you do. There's no money. You don't get paid. Um, you know, you're signing guarantees, personal guarantees. So you're going further in debt for all this stuff. So if you focus on that, you, you know, you're going to, you're going to have problems. So uh, keeping, keep an eye on what's in front of us. And then on the background, we start looking at, you know, what pivots can we do to use that word? Um, you know, so with the cafe piece, we started looking at staycations. How can we right. get Maritimers to redirect their away vacations to Atlanta, Canada, and started building some of those very quickly and promoting those and physically going out and doing videos around the provinces to show people what's available. Uh, so that was, you know, sort of a forward thinking, what can we do this summer on the Canavac side as well, you know, at least for the next six months, it's dead. So let's focus on getting our 2021 contracts and product inventory in place. So when things start to recover, you know, we can quickly be in place for that. And that was sort of the, the May, June time period into July, where we're sort of trying to be proactive, trying to look for ways to, to engage the public and, and, you know, stay in business essentially. Okay. And, wow. And, you know, the theme right now for this set of podcasts is resiliency and you've um, there's something about us entrepreneurs that is uh, abnormal, not, not even human, <laughs> which is, which is resilience and grit and the ability to push through. And um, let's talk about that a little bit. Like how have you been able to keep hope and, uh, and stay strong through, through this and yeah. keep a vision for you use the words when it gets back to being rosy. So we have to assume it's going to, and skeptics might say that that's, uh, that's far down the road. Others might say, well, we got a plan for the opportunity. Yeah. It's, it's tough because, you know, into July when we had this new direction, not new direction, but we had a plan that we we're following as we rolled into August, 
you know, once again, you sort of hit that downside in the roller coaster where staycation stuff was great from a PR point of view and lots of engagements and things like that wasn't resulting in any business, right? Uh, Maritimers weren't taking that week, two week vacation in Portugal and doing it instead in the Maritimes. They were just taking off on weekends. Uh, So that wasn't resulting in business. Um, On the other side of the business, the international side, the Canavac piece, um, you know, we were having rolling cancellations as months went by, months went by, and it became obvious the fall wasn't going to happen. So that was gone. And now it's becoming obvious, you know, first, first half of 2021 might not happen. So, you know, you talk about resilience, you know, we've sort of started in a very down place. We went up and had a plan. That plan has seen the fall. And now we're trying to figure out what the, the new plan is. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the secret is besides not quitting, right? I mean, you know, you've got everything invested in this. Uh, we have to believe that's a point where it's, you know, the pandemic will, there'll be a vaccine or it'll might burn itself out. Um, and Atlanta, Canada needs to have the services we offer in place if we ever hope to have a tourism industry again, right? right? When someone in Germany picks up the phone to book a trip, there has to be someone on this side to handle that. Otherwise, all the great progress that, um, you know, New Brunswick Tourism, Nova Scotia, PEI, Newfoundland have done in the last five, 10 years, which really started gain momentum, yeah. it's all going to be lost. And you yeah. literally start from scratch again with those organizations overseas. Do you, you know what I was thinking? Um, you know, and it's funny, you talk about passion and, or um, uh, resilience and grit. And I just, did a, I just did a session on this, an in-person session yesterday, which was a really weird thing to do because it was all <laughs> socially distanced. Yes. And it was this massive room when there was like 22 of these leaders from this organization and I walked in and they, ever before they were saying, you know, do you want a, a lapel mic? And I was like, well, no, you know, I'm, like, I'm like, just like, you know, over the phone, I was being polite. I said, yeah, sure. I'm like, I'm not going to use it. Like, why would I use a lapel mic? I go in the room. It's just like, there's people like that can barely see people. At the Are you talking like, like a big yeah. hotel conference yeah. room? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were all six feet apart. Right? All spaced out. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so it was, looked like an empty room. It, yeah. like, well, it was, well, it was like, because you typically have this in a tiny little room together, right? Or not tiny, but you know what I mean? There's only 22 people or whatever, right? With, yeah. with this particular um, team. Anyways, I used, I used the lapel mic because I was like, this is great. It turned out it actually went really well. But one of the topics is, is grit yeah. and resilience. And um, so resilience, you know, as I started doing, you know, started digging into it a number of months ago was, you know, this idea of the ability to bounce back. And it sounds like yep. you did that um, initially. And, yep. and then you've subsequently done that. Grit, what I found was interesting is it's about um, passion mm-hmm. and perseverance yeah. um, to, to hit long-term goals. And I'm hearing a bit, a combination of two things. I'm like, cause you said, you know, Kathy's like your, 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 your passion, your love. Yeah. And, and obviously Canavac as well. Yeah. But it seems to me as I listen to you that, 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 that belief and uh, love of travel and passion for it and wanting to expose people's things has to be kind of pushing you through this. Uh, definitely. I mean, it is the passion. It's what I'm interested in. What's what I like to do. And I like to see people experience these, whether it's coming here or going somewhere else. Um, I think the part of grit that matters to me is just not quitting, right? Yeah. Um, there are things you, when you're faced with these situations, there's things you can't change. Like I can't deal with COVID. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. All I can deal with is someone needs a cancellation, needs to get their money back. Uh, or, you know, next year we need to have a product available for these clients to book. So I can pick the things I can deal with and I can focus on those or I can, you know, wallow in darkness worrying right. about the stuff that I've really got nothing I can change. Yeah. Right. COVID will be COVID and it's going to be dealt with when it's dealt with. Yeah. Right. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. 
4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Do you feel like, do you feel like if um, you can... Uh, at least, and I don't know how I would be responding personally, you know, to that's like, that's like, I just, well, I just want to acknowledge like, God love you. And that's a hard thing to go through. I can't even imagine how, how challenging that is in the timing of the acquisition. Yes. <laughs> I mean, holy cow. Do you feel like there's this, I mean, maybe potentially we could talk in two years and you could tell us, Oh my God, that was the best thing, for, you know, because it helped us come out stronger out of the shoot. And as a result, you know, do you, is there any of the part of you that feels um, that? Uh, there's a part of me that wants to be able to say that in a couple yeah. of years. I yeah. mean, certainly that's what I'm focused on in terms of some of the other activities that we're doing strategically yeah. is to make sure we're going to be out of this stronger yeah. and hopefully in a, be in a position to represent Atlanta Canada stronger yeah. uh, in the future. And so that's the tack we're taking. That's the work we're doing with provincial governments as well, strategically. Um, uh, and, and, I, and that's the story I want to tell. Um, you know, it could be in two years I look back and it was a complete failure and disaster. Uh, you know, I want to be able to look back if that's the case and say I did everything I could do. Yeah. Right. But if COVID drags on for five years, you know, it drags on. So once again, I'm going to focus on the things I can, uh, can affect. Uh, I can focus, I'm going to focus on the goals that I have for the company and the staff and for the clients and, uh, and deal with those things. And um, the rest, you know, we'll, we'll adjust and, 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 and adapt as we go. So a theme of control, what you can control. Yeah. John, I'm just, I'm just curious. Uh, and this relates to many industries, this, this question, but um a lot of your customers on the on the Canavac side, um, they've they've halted operations as well. Yeah. The resilient ones are doing what you're doing, and they're figuring out ways to ride the storm. Yeah. And then they will be back. The question I have for you is, um, I don't know how many clients that represents on the Canavac side, but are you able to stay in regular contact with those resilient ones and and plan together, saying as soon as we can start booking again? This is how we're going to do it. It might be two years down the road, but so you're not forgotten. Yeah. Atlanta, Canada is not forgotten. And yeah. uh, what are some of the strategies that you're doing to? Yeah. So, so on that note with those clients internationally, we've been reaching out on a regular basis, touch base them, you know, to make sure they know we're still here, that our product is still here, uh, gauging where they're at. And, you know, and in some cases negotiating arrangements where, you know, maybe they've paid us deposits and, you know, we don't want to have to pay that all back. So how do we handle that? Um, or that we have to pay it back. How do we arrange for the payments of that? Um, you know, we've had, had some of our clients overseas have already gone on business bankruptcy and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're expecting more this fall um, as the seasons wind down mm-hmm. and they're going into sort of a dark period without revenue. Uh, so we, you know, and we've come up with different strategies and offers that we're making to them around integration, IT integration between systems, um, marketing campaigns, familiarization tours and things. So we are definitely staying very engaged with them uh, to make sure once again, they know that we're being proactive with them. So when things do recover, you know, they know the one that helped them out and didn't charge them a bunch of cancellation fees, right? When they mm. had to cancel thousands of trips, we weren't nickeling and dying them $50 a time, right? We just said, let's just get it done. We'll help you out. And, you know, next time we'll be doing more business together. Yeah. That's a long-term view. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's yeah. smart. And that's probably the lesson that other listeners can take away from this. It's like, especially when everybody's going through the same hurt. Um, it's like, how do we work as a community to figure yeah. this out? And you know what, the way the energy goes, you know, it comes back to you uh, in both cases. Right. So, yeah. so that's good. Um, what are um, some of the things, John, becoming more local? Like we are in a, in a province that has done very well uh, keeping our numbers very, very low throughout yeah. this whole thing and very controlled. Um, and staycationing, like you said, has been successful on a weekend warrior basis. And yeah. of course, the province came up with this amazing uh, incentive of 20% back if you stay the night and eat at a restaurant. And like how, these, how long does that? Um, end of October, I think. Uh, no, I believe they extended it through the winter now as well. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know incredible. the close. It might be March 1st, but you have, you have to check to confirm. But they did extend it. Because no, okay. because winter tourism needs needs the same thing. This is an opportunity so for some of these places. With yeah. that, um, you had a hard time selling staycation packages. Is there any innovation that you can do to start owning that weekend warrior uh, market and get it, get people excited in the near term to, yeah. to figure that like ski packages and snowmobile packages, whatever. The challenge, the challenge is I'd like to say yes, but you know, we've learned now from what we've done is that um, uh, definitely like a three to four day package doesn't work with most of the Maritimers because they aren't doing those you know longer vacation type things locally. Um, so it's probably two to three days. So we could repackage do two to three days. Um, but the reality is for most Maritimers, we're all pretty independent people. And so if you're going to go to uh, PEI or Cape Breton or, you know, to uh, Northern New Brunswick, you know where you're going, you know, you're probably what you're going to do and you're just going to book it and go. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's fine, right? I mean, it was an experiment. When we tried it. Um, we think we've helped our operators because we've helped promote and we can see thousands of people coming through our staycation packages, looking at them and through the, you know, the glory of uh, Facebook, I can see them the next week actually up there doing those things. <laughs> oh, oh, great. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, shucks. But, but you know, that's positive because we need those operators to survive too, right? Regardless of what happens when people don't visit with us, we need those kayaking companies, those right. hiking companies, those biking companies, those hotels and restaurants. They got to survive. So there's product left. Right. So it's good that people are doing that. But the reality is in the Maritimes, I think we can continue to promote the experiences and the places and get people out there on those weekends and perhaps sometimes during the week as well to help those operators survive. Right. And we're going to continue doing that. And we'll probably come up with some wintertime two, three day packages uh, with different suppliers around the Maritimes. Um, but once again, with the expectation, expectation that we're going to help promote, we're probably not going to get a lot of direct business, but as long as, you know, as long as that person goes snowmobiling and stays at Wilson's lodge, or as long as that person, you know, goes to Charlottetown and t- takes a visit and a tour at cows, that's good because that helps those businesses survive. And like you point point out, I mean, having that product, yep, those services is critical to rebounding, it right? Oh, it's your inventory. It yeah, <laughs> it is. Like I was well, talking to one of uh, one of the operators uh, here, and you know, with the cruise industry um, yeah. essentially shutting down, and that their yeah. concern that um, a lot of the product might not survive, and, sure. and they don't have a sense of. It was interesting to talk to them because they were saying it was hard for us to know. Yeah. Uh, where they're at, you know, whether they just moved on to something else or, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it's a big issue, particularly in the receptive side, because uh, it operates a year in advance. So we had to have all of our contracts, our rates and our tariffs and things over to Europe now for right. 2021. So you can imagine this summer, we're reaching out to all of these suppliers and some of them aren't even open. Some don't know if they'll ever open. Some don't know how they're going to uh, pay for all the PPE requirements. Some don't know what they want to charge next year because there's all these PPE requirements. So uh, it made it very difficult for us to build up a product inventory to give to our clients overseas as an offering. And we had to go with less, right? Which was the end of the day. That's all we had to do. So it will be a challenge for what product will be left 
right? When when the businesses you know start again. Now it's a problem everywhere. It's not just Atlantic Canada, right? Uh, right? Um, and so that's why proactively, at least if we get something together now, and we get it over there, and we educate them about it. Um, we're in a better position, right? Uh, than other places may be that are still struggling to try and figure out what's going to be open and what the prices will be. So, and I'm I'm curious, like just you know, because I've had these dinner conversations, but like how, let's say COVID continues, you know, is are you have a sense of what could happen to support? Like, I didn't want you to ask that question. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. What's your point? Yeah. I mean, reality is a lot of these businesses, you know, the government came out very aggressively with programs. Yeah. Most of it was loan based, which is a challenge for a lot of these companies because if they're even able to get the loan, yeah. uh, you know, the profit margin in these businesses is very small. And yeah. how do they ever even repay it? But let's say they did, okay. they got it. They got through this summer, yeah. um, you know, on much limited revenue, if any at all. Yeah. Uh, the programs are like six month based. So right now they're running out. You know, that loan they got right. is designed to run right. out now. Right. The business has run out now that they may have gotten. Right. So now they're looking at, you know, from now to next May, no revenue a big loan they have to pay. And, you know, do I stay open? Right. Do I just fold up shop now? Uh, what do I do? So um, in the conversations I've been having with you know, various government officials, I've always been saying like the dark period wasn't the summer, the dark period's coming now. Right. right. And how do we get these businesses, including my own through this, through this winter, yeah. uh, through to a period when COVID is relaxed and right. that we can start generating revenue again. So these people can stand on their own feet again. Right. Do you, do you think like, uh, thank you for that honest answer. Yes, like, and I mean, it's yeah, it's depressing, but it's yep. it's important. I think for people to hear, like, for yep. me to hear, and listeners to hear, because you know, maybe that, uh, like, it reminds me of the importance of getting out and yep. and supporting as much as we can, and maybe not, maybe it's the smaller operators that probably would really benefit from it. You know, it's, it's as small, a consumer, large, like right? it's, it's all really right. like it is across mm-hmm. the board. You think of you know the larger hotel chains are sitting there, you know, five percent occupancy all summer, ten percent maybe, yeah. right? Um, you know, there's risk of them closing just as much as there's risk of the kayaking yeah, guy closing point. and, and then all these other businesses, like they're all at risk right now. Mm. And then they continue to be at risk. Right. Uh, do you, and, well, sorry, and the other part I was wondering is like, you know, do you see a time where, you know, testing happens, like you can get off a plane and you get, you know, and, and go to, uh, you know, some cool Island that has maybe similar to to New Brunswick in terms of low cases and all yeah. that kind of thing. Is that something you see or is that, is that, um, is that just a pipe? Well, dream? the hope is for a vaccine, right? That's, that's what everyone wants. Yeah. And that's sort of, even though that's going to take time to roll out, uh, but that's the sort of the, the global solution. Um, my hope way back naively was that perhaps we'd have corridors between, you know, Canada and the UK or Canada and Portugal or things where you could go back and forth um, because their cases were low, our cases were low. Uh, you know, that's proven not to be the case, right? Because now we see a lot of those countries spiking all over again. Um, so it, it seems from what I'm hearing is that, you know, Canada may open up for travel within Canada by Christmas, right? And maybe Canada will open up to other countries Q1 next year, right? Um, bearing in mind that that's the case, you know, that means this, the first half of the year is gone really from an international travel point of view, because they're not even going to think about booking until after things are open and after they get a look and see what's happening. Uh, so I don't see in the short term any any quick solutions unless the miraculous is the vaccine and they produce millions and millions of versions of it and get it out to everyone. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, John, um, we appreciate you coming and sharing. <laughs> Resilience isn't a story of yeah we figured it out. It's yeah. a story of when you're right in the in the trenches. You know, it's the hero's journey. You know, you're down in the uh, yeah. the darkest. Uh, uh, 
parts of, uh, of the journey. Yeah. And then we can't wait to bring you back when the other side comes. Cause this is, this yeah, is story's be, not over. Story's, no, story's just, we're just in the middle starting. of the story, man. Middle of the story. In the middle. And, right. and I, and before we let John go, I mean, I just, the question for me is like, um, um, you, you know, like you're, you're coming across as very positive and you know what I mean? And, 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 and laughing and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And which is like, I, I really admire, like it's inspiring. I'm like, how, like, how do you, how do you, how do you keep that? And like, and what's the advice? Maybe? <laughs> it, the advice is come, come drinking with John. And Greg yeah, sometime. exactly. I mean, no, I, but I mean, seriously, like, uh, I mean, that's amazing. Well, I mean, there's been some down periods for of sure. Course, right? 100%. Um, but you know, as you say, you can wallow in that and just, you know, everything fall down around you or you just move forward. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, it's a grit. You just, you just got to move forward. Right. Just as entrepreneurs, we've got too much invested in this stuff to sort of quit. Yeah. You know, you've got employees, you've got family and, and clients, everyone counting on you. So you got to keep moving. Okay, man. Yeah. yeah I, last time I, I saw John, we said the same thing because, uh, People are like John just keeps smiling, kind of like you, Greg. <laughs> like, well, I'm like it's I just, sanity. Like, no, no. But I want to honestly keep on hanging with both of you guys because it's good for my mental health. Because I'm like, my God, like I just don't know, you know. But you got to keep moving forward. But there's a way yeah. you're doing it. And anyways, at some point, we we need to dissect that and understand that. Because I'm a ama- like I'm just really impressed. And and I think you know not everyone's responding the same way. And it's not to and you and to your, to your point. And I really I certainly appreciate because I I. I I wonder if there is a person who can honestly say, Oh, everything's been great. Like there are, there are dark times, you know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. but that doesn't mean that that defines us, but I think it's okay to admit it too. Right. Yep. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks man. for being here guys. Yeah. How can, how can people um, learn more about you and book book with you, support you even locally, well, like yeah. even booking hotels. Like, well, like, well yeah. I mean, obviously you can go to our website, kefi travel.ca. Um, you know, there are some staycations there. K E F I travel. Yeah. Um, so there's information there and you know, most of our work is more customs. People call up and say, I want to go to, um, you know, Shediac for a few, you know, a few days based on what we've seen, you know, so I want accommodations. I want a lobster tour. I want this and that. So we can do that sort of thing. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm happy to promote that stuff. I don't really need to do it. And if, you know, maritimers are happy to do themselves, they should go ahead. I think some of the initiatives that we'll focus on now is that, um, COVID will end. And when it does, there's going to be a flood of people trying to travel. Uh-huh. And so we're reaching out to our clients now to say, you know, I'm not looking for any money, but if you're thinking of somewhere, let's get it planned down, locked down with hotels and things so that it does open up your place is saved. Right. So people that are thinking that it would be helpful for us to give us something to work on, yeah. um, not have any risk on their part. Yeah. At least then, you know, when, when things open up and they say, I'm ready to go to Southern France, right. like we've got it all laid out. We've got hotels done and we can just book it. Right. Uh, and therefore they don't miss out on that dream vacation that's been yeah. dying for. for yeah, the last six, nine months. Your, your hotels will yeah. happily book without putting money down just because it's something. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's really smart because I know yeah. there's an appetite, man. Oh, there's a huge appetite. People are waiting and people yeah. are asking. So I think, you know, this would be the time serious about it. This is a good time. Yeah. Get it planned, get it laid out. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're not locked in with money. You're not locked in on a date, but as soon as it's ready, you know, you hit the ground running. Okay. Right? That's excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Advice. John, thank yeah. you so much for being on the boiling Thanks, point, man. And uh, Dave, you want, you want to do the, uh, the extra? Nope. Do you remember it? No, nope. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> I just fade away. <laughs> no, no, you're, <laughs> with away. you're with us. You're with us. Well, listen, thank you everybody for listening to the boiling point. Uh, check out more episodes like this, at the boiling point podcast.com and like us and subscribe and check Check us out on iTunes, wherever you get your, your favorite podcasts, uh, favorite podcasts, like the unsettled podcast that you can get uh, on boiling point as well. I'm saying that because Matt George just walked in the, the host of the unsettled podcast. He'll be coming up on the mic uh, for next week rollout. And, uh, 
yeah, share this. And resiliency is the, is the theme. Our friends at O&B um, have encouraged us to really focus on, uh, on entrepreneurs who are pushing through. And uh, John, uh, you are a perfect example of that. So thank 100%. you. 100%. And I should point out O&B uh, you know, has been very supportive as well during this process and helping yes. out with advice and direction and things like that. And book. Yeah. Book your next trip, folks. Yes, exactly. Get on it. Get on it. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com. And on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep that pot boiling. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C., as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.